This is the 5AM Miracle, episode number 506, the 365-Day Habit Challenge. If you can do it for a year, you can do it forever. Good morning, and welcome to the 5AM Miracle. I am Jeff Sanders, and this is the podcast dedicated to dominating your day before breakfast. My goal is to help you bounce out of bed with enthusiasm, create powerful, lifelong habits, and tackle your grandest goals with extraordinary energy. In the episode this week, I'll break down the myth of the 21-day habit, what it really takes to solidify a habit for life, and why growing a beard is the ultimate test of habit endurance. Let's get to it. Most advice on habits will recommend you stick to your new rhythm for 21 days or sometimes 30 days if you want to keep that habit solidified for the long run. The problem is that's not going to work. Real habits need so much more life behind them to bring out the comprehensive beauty of lifelong change. The intention of this episode is to basically break that myth, right? We don't want to be living in a world where we believe that habits are something they're not. From my perspective, what you do every day defines you. What you do occasionally doesn't. What you do for a short time period and then quit doesn't. The point of habits is that they're habits. They're ingrained in your life. You keep them for a long time potentially years, decades even. And if that's the goal, if there's something specific you want to do for the long run, something that's healthy or productive or beneficial to your life in any way, why do it for a short time period? Why hope it sticks around? Instead, let's flip that script and really ask the question, what will it take? What will it take to change your life? What will it take to get you from where you are to this new, better life that has these new, better habits ingrained in them and or the bad habits removed from them. For you to change your life, it's going to require change. And for real change to stick around, there's a lot more to it than just a 21-day test period, right? A three-week-long experiment. Now, I love experiments. I have recommended those for years. I always will. Experiments are awesome. If your goal is to test something, Okay, let's do that. But if your goal is to change something, we need to change this conversation a little bit. So, welcome to the 365-Day Habit Challenge. Let's start off by digging a little bit deeper into this 21-Day Habit myth. My first thought on this, and this is I just hit on, is that 21 days is just not long enough. And I know from my past experiences that you can do almost anything for three weeks based on discipline alone. I hate to break it to you, but discipline is a pretty silly thing to rest your future on. Most of us don't have enough of it. It's a depleting resource. We just can't rely on this sheer force of will to get us through the hard times every single day over and over. You're going to get tired. It's not going to work forever. You know, for a long time when I was younger, I, I really did rely on discipline. And I would argue for a decent amount of time, it was actually reasonably effective, but it always failed eventually. Even if I was, let's say, more disciplined when I was younger than I am today, which is probably actually not true in a lot of cases. But even if it was, 
it was still a losing game because the discipline was always a depleting resource. It was always going to fail me at some point, right? The the motivation that you feel from you know, a rah-rah speech, maybe even this podcast alone, is a depleting resource. You're not going to feel pumped up forever. If you hear my show right now, which is what, 30, 40 minutes of content, you might feel pumped up or motivated or inspired for the next hour or two, but that's going to fade. There's a reason why this podcast is out every week, because we need that continual reminder of how to live a better life and do things in more intelligent ways. And I love to come back on this show repeatedly because we need repetition because discipline isn't enough. There's going to be more than that. There has to be more than that. So this short time period of 21 days, yes, it's enough for an experiment. Yes, it's enough to test the waters to see initial responses to something. But a lot of the best habits, I'll use dietary change as one of the examples or fitness change. You're not going to see the results you're expecting in three weeks. You will not. Period. End of sentence. In order to get those kinds of results, the massive weight loss, the big muscle gain, the significant energy boost, all those healthy things we get from intelligent, healthy habit change, they take time. They take a lot of time, months and even years, to finally break free of old ways and to bring on the new ones. So a 21-day lifestyle switch can and will provide benefits, but it doesn't stop there. It can't stop there. Second reason why this myth doesn't tend to work is you need to test the habits, this new thing you're doing, through every season of the year. You know, when discipline fades, what are you going to rely on? When the seasons shift, when it's colder outside, when it's hotter outside, when the sun is not up at 5 a.m. like it is here in the summer in Nashville, in the winter, it is very dark at 5 a.m. If my intention is to rest on some external force, like when the sun is up, that's not going to work because then I'll be in bed until 9 a.m., right? My intention is to build in a lifestyle that's based on things that, for the most part, I can control and predict in a way that is a solidified habit. It's not this kind of ethereal outside external force that I don't have any power over. No, we're looking for things that I do control. And as the seasons of the year pass by, you begin to experience and test those limits of your discipline. You test the limits of that habit. Will this actually survive through life changes throughout the year? And if the answer is no, you get the chance to then tweak that habit, improve upon it, and move forward. So 21 days will never be long enough to test a full year, let's say. And the third reason why the 21-day habit myth fails every time, is that many habits are just too complex to nail down in three or four weeks. There are a lot of changes that I've made, especially recently in my business, where I'm running some new habit changes for myself to improve my sales and improve my business uh, systems I'm working on. And I'll be the first to tell you that these are complex systems. There's a lot going on here. And so for me to change my habits, to want to improve these systems, that's great. And I'm already seeing good results from my changes. But I can tell you right now, it's going to take months or even years to get to where I'm actually trying to get to. The finish line I really want is probably a long way off. And so this initial period, the first you know three to four weeks, that's great to shift out of some bad habits into some new ones, but it's an introductory period. 
It's just the beginning. And then everything can flow from there. So if you have a complex you know, dietary change, a complex lifestyle change, something where when you change one thing, it has a ripple effect to affect lots of other things, which is usually the case. Well, that complexity is going to take time to figure out the details, to optimize the systems, to get to where you're trying to get to. And all the other details have been worked out, right? Crossing the T's, dotting the I's, making sure this new habit fits well. Some of the best habits are things that have big impacts and big impacts by default are more complicated. There's more going on than what you see on a single sentence of just change your life. Do this. Yay. No, (laughs) there's more to it than that. And so in 21 days, you can get to experience a bit of that. You'll be learning a lot about the fact that, whoa, this I bit off more than I can chew here. There's a lot more to this than I thought. And on the one hand, I do love that because you can actually get a sense of, okay, there is more here than I thought. There are more opportunities here to explore, which is wonderful. However, that's also when people quit. (laughs) That's also when the habits tend to fail is you entered into a new lifestyle change with this expectation of simplicity that just wasn't there and it was never going to be there. And so when that happens for a lot of people, they start a new system, a new habit, a new lifestyle. And at first, there's motivation, there's discipline, there's excitement, right? There's this newness and freshness. And so you do get results initially, first few days, first couple of weeks. But then the discipline begins to wear off. That motivation wears off. And all of a sudden, you're relying on what? What's left over? And the problem there is that that gap that shows up when the discipline is gone then results in you realizing Uh uh-oh, this thing is tougher than I expected. And failure rates increase dramatically at that point. So the goal of this show, the goal of your life, the goal of what we're trying to get to is positive long-term change. It is not a short-term fix. I'm not interested in what someone does in two weeks. It just doesn't mean much. In fact, it means almost nothing and in fact could even backfire and you could find yourself in a yo-yo situation where you bounce back and forth and one thing to the next and everything is failing. And it could actually be more harmful to do that than it would be just to stay where you are and do nothing. So we're not trying to create a scenario where things are going to get worse. That's never the goal. So in a nutshell, the 21-day habit myth is busted. We'll just assume that I was correct in that example. If you want to counter my points here, by the way, I would be happy to hear it. You can email me, jeff at jeffsanders.com. I'm always open to hearing other perspectives on these things. Uh, My opinions on anything are just mine. And so I would love to hear other thoughts on maybe you did change your life in a three-week habit change. I doubt it, but maybe you did. So (laughs) let's go with that. What if in 2024, you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with my sponsor, Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel the science-backed language learning app that actually works. 
Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, second component. Let's dig into what it really takes to actually solidify a habit for life. Let's imagine that you agree with me that 21 days is not long enough and you want to change your life for real. You want to be able to say five years from now, you looked back and today was the beginning of a whole new life for you. What would that actually look like? You know, this episode was going to be called Beer, Beards, and Businesses. And I had that title written down for a very clear reason, which was that those were the changes that I was looking to improve upon, right? Beer, or the lack thereof, beards, with a D, uh, growing one, which I've done for the last year, uh, and businesses, meaning the work that I do for my career. And I was thinking about all these three examples as things that I've put a lot of energy into and wanted to improve upon, and I came to that realization that all of these things are long-term change. You're not going to grow the world's greatest beard in three weeks. Won't happen. You're not going to really kick a a bad habit like abusing alcohol in three weeks, right? Not going to happen. And you're not going to build a phenomenal business in three weeks. The 21-day time period here is a great way to begin all of these things, but it's not the end of the story. So what it really takes to improve all these things is what I'm calling the 365-day challenge. If you can do it for a year, you can do it forever. You know, every day that you wake up is a new challenge and opportunity. There really is no such thing as an annual goal in this sense. There are daily goals because there is only ever today. And learning to master today is the greatest challenge of all of them. Mastering today, mastering this moment is what life is. So if you can master today and then repeat that process, I don't know, 365 times, you can master any habit for life. I interviewed an amazing guy years ago in this podcast named Andy Ramage, who has a business called One Year No Beer. And when I interviewed him, I remember thinking very clearly, Andy is totally right. That this idea that, in his example, you want to kick the alcohol habit, you want to embrace sobriety. And from his perspective, The only real way to do that was to commit to the very simple challenge of having no alcohol for one year. And his belief was that if you do it for a year, you can do it for life. And I remember at the time thinking, yeah, you're totally right, Andy. That's an awesome idea. And then I finished the interview. I totally forgot about it. (laughs) I just moved on with my life. And I have over the years thought back on his business and his, his thoughts on that. And I just, the more I think about it, the more I understand how right he is. That this idea of doing something every day, 365 days in a row, adding up to a full year, 
It results in you being able to fully test a new lifestyle, to experience all of those seasons of the year, to experience all of the vacations and the ups and downs of life and the stressors, the good times, the bad, the complicated schedules, right? all the complexities of life will show up in a year. And you have the chance to test your new habit every single one of those times. And that's going to allow you to get the perspective, the comprehensive perspective on what this thing really is. Because honestly, anybody can use discipline for a short time period and change their life in 21 days. But to continue that for 365 days is a totally new game. It changes everything. And so the question is, what are you actually willing to change in your life for a full year? And if you think about it from that perspective, you might think, well, wait a minute, this new diet that I started, this new business that I'm working on, this new podcast that I'm launching, you know, I can envision myself doing it for the next couple of weeks, maybe the next couple of months, but I have a harder time envisioning myself doing this for a whole year or longer. That's what this test is offering the chance to address, right? You have the opportunity to really take on a new habit change from a new daily perspective. And you just simply repeat that process for the full year, getting that comprehensive uh, test of the system. So I want to break this down from a couple of perspectives. We're going to first focus on how to address or how to apply this new challenge from breaking a bad habit. And then we're going to shift to actually starting a new one. And so from that perspective, let me actually go back just one week to the episode 505 uh, where I talked about addiction. In a a very kind of not dramatic way, but in a very real way, I discussed alcohol and drugs and addiction and food. And if you want to hear that whole story, uh, definitely go back just one week to episode 505 and you'll hear more of that. But in the context of what we're talking about for this conversation of long term change, especially over the course of a year, 365 days gives you a great chance to break a bad habit like consuming certain foods or drinks that you don't want to anymore. You have the chance to figure out what that looks like every day. And I have found that to be more true than ever. Um, As I just said last week in the episode, um, I've been on an alcohol-free stint for the last two months. It's now, I don't know, nine weeks or so into it. And I'll be the first to say every day is a little bit different. Some days I actually do crave alcohol. Some days I don't right? Every day is a little bit different. So the how you apply that new habit to your life each and every day changes just a little bit. This actually goes back to, let me go back really a long time ago. I interviewed a guy named Chaz who does uh, Yoga Amazing. Ever heard this podcast? It's incredible. It was a video podcast before video podcasts even existed. Like Chaz is one of the very first guys on iTunes way back in the day. And I I watched all of Chaz's videos for a long time and did yoga with Chaz in my house. And then I got the chance to talk to him and and I met him at a conference. And one of the things that Chaz has said for years is that every single day when he approaches his yoga habits, he approaches it from the perspective that today my body, my physical body is different than it was yesterday. That no matter what success or failure I had yesterday in my yoga practice, Today, my body is something new. And physiologically, that's true. Our cells are turning over all the time. There's always this newness and freshness. And some days you're sore. Some days you're flexible. Some days you're tired. Some days you're full of energy. Every day is a little bit different. And that's why this full year perspective on habit change is so powerful. 
because you will not be the same person a year from now that you are today. For better or for worse, or probably for both, you're going to be different. And knowing that change is built into this will just kind of re-solidifies the absolute necessity of habits being long-term change and that daily commitment to readdressing and re-asking the question, is this thing still important to me? How important is this habit change? Does this matter to me today? You know, does letting go of alcohol or any other bad habit, does it mean something today? What am I resting this on? What's my big why behind this habit change? Right? You don't need a big why for short-term change. You do not need a dramatic reason, once again, to use discipline for three weeks. You don't. You can just do it for fun. But you absolutely need it for long-term change. I'll use another example here in regards to diet. When I went vegan 13 years ago, I had to remind myself on a daily basis, actually on an hourly basis, for years to remind myself of my why, of why I gave up meat and dairy and all animal products. I had to remind myself all the time because it was so ingrained in me for decades to live a certain way, to unlearn those habits, to break free of something you've been doing. It's hard. It can be very difficult. That's why people talk about habits all the time, because we kind of suck at them as people. Like We want to have better things, but we don't do them. We want a better life, and we know what to do, but what is not the question. It's just, will you? Will you actually do the thing you know you set out to do? That's why these kinds of challenges exist. That's why the one-year no-beer thing is, is a legitimate perspective. It's why this daily recommitment is so powerful, because we need it. So if you've got a bad habit to break and you want to bring in a new perspective and really sink your teeth into the idea this is long-term change, then welcome. That's what this is. Now, the second example of breaking a bad habit, we're actually going to discuss not a bad habit per se, but breaking an old habit to replace it with a new one. And the best example I could possibly imagine is discussing the story of my beard. That's right. We're talking about beards today. Why? Because it actually fits this story in a beautiful way. A year ago, on September 23rd, 2022, I had my last clean shave. And then a few months into that small beard growth, which I do uh, pretty often, actually, uh, twice a year, usually, I'll grow a small beard. Well, last year, I decided, you know what? I'm not doing the two or three month small growth. I'm going for the full 12 months, which in the bearded community, that's right, the bearded community, that it, it, it does exist on YouTube. Um, there is a thing called a yeard, a one year beard or a two year beard is called a tweard. That's right. So it's, it's good stuff. So I decided at some point I'm going to make that my mission. I'm going to go for the full year. Now, the reason behind that was very simple. I have never done it before. And so why not? I wanted to see if it was possible. Uh, as a guy who can grow facial hair, which not every guy can grow it very well, uh, I knew that I could test this theory. And so I thought, well, why not? Let's just give it a shot. A lot of guys did this during COVID, during lockdown. Um, I waited and did it now. It's fine. The interesting part, uh, the fascinating part for me, were all the habit changes, right? In this context of, of a full 365-day you know, habit challenge, I'm just now on day 365 today uh, during this recording. So tomorrow, I'll officially be on the second year of this beard, and I will more than likely be shaving that thing off. Um, but that's a story for another day. 
the story for today is about the challenge of committing to something for a full year. This idea of letting go of an old habit and bringing on new ones. And so in the in the context of habits, I mean, I had to learn new facial facial hair hygiene habits, right? Uh, new ways to wash the beard, to cleanse it, to comb it. Uh, I bought beard oils and beard butters and beard conditioners. And like I can't even begin to explain how much money I've spent on beard hygiene products. It is unbelievable. Uh, it's incredible. I love it. But it's also pretty absurd. So I had a whole new hygiene habit routine that I've had for the last year. Uh, in the process of doing this, I also had to learn how to stop caring. This is a big one. How to stop caring about what others thought of my appearance. And I say that very clearly because throughout this entire process, I have almost unequivocally not liked my beard. It's not a good fit for me. And I've known that almost the entire time. But I committed to a full year and I wanted to see if that theory was correct. You can't test a theory unless you fully test it. And the only way to get the answer I was looking for was to fully go all in, to commit, which is what this challenge is asking of you for your habit. Will you commit? Are you in or not? And sure, there's always the example of quitting when you know something is failing is a, a smarter move in most cases, right? But the, the consequences are pretty minor for growing a long beard. I didn't lose opportunities or business deals or, you know, lose my wife in the process. In fact, Tessa really likes the beard uh, much more so than I do, which is a whole other story. <laughs> so I've learned in this process, of course, yes, the hygiene habits, but then even more on a personal level, right? How to view myself in the mirror. What do I look like? Do I like what I look like? Does this fit who I am? Who am I growing into? What is the ideal version of me? And how does that play into this context of the clothes that I wear, my physicality, of course, my facial hair, hygiene habits? These are all included in your self-confidence. They're all baked into how you approach your goals and whether you have this willingness to step out into the world as yourself and as your, hopefully, your best self. But in the context of this conversation, I wanted to find out who that best self was. And so in the very silly example of growing a big beard, it's actually a pretty uh, ingenious uh, philosophical question of who is Jeff Sanders, right? Which is, I, I know, but I'm overplaying the, the value of the beard, but I think it's a really good visual example. I was telling this to, uh, to my wife recently that the beard is an interesting habit because everyone else can see it. It's not a personal change I'm doing in the shadows, right? If I grow a beard and I'm out in the world and people see me, they see my habit in action. They see what I'm doing, how I'm grooming myself, or if I'm not that day, like what I actually choose to look like. That habit is visual, which provides a whole nother context to habit change because there's a whole nother layer of are you doing this new thing by yourself where no one can see it, where if you mess up, nobody knows. That's very different than a public habit. If you're in the public eye and, and any perspective, even just seeing your coworkers at the office, they're going to see these changes that you're making and they're going to have comments. <laughs> that's the one thing that's undeniably true about a beard. Everyone has an opinion. And so many people love to share those opinions with me out in public. Total strangers telling me that they either love it or they question it. <laughs> people have lots of opinions on beards. So from that question of letting go of an old habit and bringing on a new one, 
Sometimes a very you know, stark change, like growing a beard, will cause you to then ask all these kinds of questions to figure out what was the old way of doing things, which for me, <laughs> the big change here was resisting shaving the beard off, right? That was my biggest challenge. So my habit change here was I used to shave regularly, and then I moved to don't do that, Jeff. Stop. Put the razor down. Let the beard grow, which is the same conversation of do you pick up that drink of alcohol? Do you eat that food you said you would say no to, right? Saying no to yourself is this common recurrence of breaking a bad habit. No, don't do that. Replace it with this. Here's the new pattern. Here's the new vision for the future. Let's lean into that. Fast forward to the end of 2024 and think about your goals. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should check out my sponsor, Babbel. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, and studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions, without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. So those are two fairly decent examples for breaking bad or old habits uh, between alcohol, food, and beards. Uh, let's now talk about adding in something new, you know, beginning a new habit that's a part of your life in a more significant way. And the first thing I thought of was once again related to diet, uh, specifically smoothies, which I have relied on as one of my greatest nutritional, you know, nutrient-packed sources of energy and foods uh, for more than a decade now. And one of the things that I know is true about me is when I feel less healthy, when I'm low energy, when my diet seems to be off, I got into a rut, things weren't great. I always ask the question, am I drinking a smoothie every day? And I ask that question because for me, a smoothie is an awesome opportunity to introduce a ton of healthy foods and supplements or additives or whatever it is you want to consume. You just throw it in the blender, you blend it on up, you chug it down and you just radically improved your nutrition in a few short minutes. And the simplicity of it, and the repetitive nature of it, the habit-forming nature, lifestyle-shifting nature of what a smoothie can be is powerful. I think it's a great example of a, a very tangible habit change where you can document and track your progress and see how things change over time, whether it's the foods that you consume or weight loss goals you may have or you know, fitness goals like running a marathon and you want to fuel your body with certain ingredients. It's a really powerful tool for that. And so for me, when I'm thinking about a 365-day challenge, what will I do for the next year? What can I commit to on a sustainable level, 
which is the whole point, right? Once again, it's not 21 days. It's a full year. So to get there, it has to be sustainable. And a smoothie is. It's a great example of a small shift with a big impact. And whenever you're going to change anything, the best advice always is start small and scale slowly. And from that perspective, I view dietary change, fitness change, uh, lifestyle change, like wake up at 5 a.m. or not. All of these things play into the same kind of genre of small tweaks with big impacts. And the more that that is baked in, especially from that perspective of a daily decision to re-engage with those habits, well, the easier this all becomes. And after you've been doing it, yes, for 21 days, 30 days, 60 days, it gets a lot easier. And that's when optimization kicks in. This is the fun part. When you have the chance to optimize a habit and tweak it and get it just right, that perfect smoothie with just the right amount of water and frozen blueberries and bananas or whatever else you're doing in there, with that right combination, it fits perfectly into your day. Oh my gosh, it changes the whole conversation because this is what I love about habits. There's a massive amount of work up front to build the system. There's a lot that goes into creating something new. But as soon as you've solidified it, and then you've optimized it. You forget about it. It's, it's, a, it's a non-issue. And that's what a habit truly is, is just a no-brainer. Like, literally, it means no brain. Like You're not thinking, you're just doing. And if that was built intelligently, that's a good thing. Because then your brain is free to be creative and to think critically on other newer challenges in your life. And so the goal with all these habit changes is to bake them in in such a way there is no brain activity required. It gets done, you get the results, and you leave your brain power for the other newer things. That's pretty ideal, especially if you know your habits are solid. And then, of course, based upon lots of uh, review systems you could integrate, which I love, you can always revisit these habits and ask those questions. Is this still working? Do I still like this smoothie? Is it still beneficial? Do I still like this habit of, of letting go of something or adding something new? The review process here will be a recurring uh, component, a milestone review process throughout this full year. And those are very important because the one thing I know is true about me is I don't stay the same. And these milestone check-ins give me the chance to tweak and pivot and readdress something and move forward in a better way, which is the goal across the board. Now, the final example for adding in a brand new habit, I want to talk about this from the productivity angle in a very specific way, and this will probably be a topic all by itself in the podcast coming up, which is doing your most important work first. The 5A miracle itself is based on this idea as well, which is you wake up and you do something right away that's impactful for your day possibly the most impactful, the most significant, something you've procrastinated on, something that you would just love to have time guaranteed for. And so from that perspective, you're doing your most important work first. That work could be exercise. It could be working on a business project. It could be a personal goal. Whatever the thing is for you in this season that's the most important gets your best first energy. When that takes place, you get phenomenal ripple effect benefits down the road. Well, for that to be true, for you to be able to confidently say, I'm going to wake up every morning and do the thing that matters most, well, a lifestyle change has to take place to get you there if you're not there already, which could mean the time you go to bed, then the time you wake up, then what clothes you put on, where you go to first, whether it's just your living room in your house, or you actually drive your car and go somewhere else to do your first activity, or you have to 
ask these questions like, what does this structurally look like to shift my life to make sure that thing is going to get done? And then once again, you're tweaking it, optimizing it, improving it so that the most important thing is getting done. And then as the day progresses, the next most important thing gets done and on and on. This is a big shift if you're not currently doing it. And as far as habits are concerned and, and a full year's worth of testing, this is one of the most epic lifestyle changes you could possibly make because the implications here are phenomenal, both for the productivity angle of getting work done, but also the health angle of doing important healthy activities first thing in the day. Both of these things combined, that's the power and the miracle of what happens at 5 a.m. or somewhere in that early morning time frame. That's the beauty of all of this is you get to say yes to something that matters and see the impact of that all day long. That's it. That's that's what this is all about is a long-term lifestyle shift to put those best things first, commit to them, guarantee them, do them, and then, of course, relish in the results you get from them. And for the action step this week, I would love for you to accept the 365-day challenge. Choose your habit to focus on for the next full year. And no, this is not a New Year's resolution. This is a daily commitment for the next 365 days. And you can start today. My beard growth goal began once again on the 23rd of September, not January 1st. My habit goal of avoiding alcohol began on the 12th of July not January 1st. So choose your habit and start today. JeffSanders.com slash 506 is the place to go with episode notes. And of course, subscribe to or follow this podcast in any awesome podcast app you're using right now. And that's all I've got for you here on the 5 a.m. Miracle Podcast this week. Until next time, you have the power to change your life. And the fun begins bright and early. Hey, it's Jeff Sanders, and I'm here to tell you about Greg McEwen and his amazing show, The Greg McEwen Podcast, part of the Yap Media Network. Want to achieve more by doing less, all while avoiding burnout? You can design a life that really matters with Greg McEwen, author of New York Times bestsellers, Effortless and Essentialism. His mission is to help you advocate and negotiate your way to remarkable results. Every Tuesday, Greg discusses one key topic he finds interesting and valuable through the lens of the essentialist. Every Thursday, he invites thought leaders, entrepreneurs, celebrities, and people like you for inspired weekly conversations focused on learning how to do what matters first and do less but better. His content will stir your thoughts and spark inspiration and action. And his British accents, well, that's just the cherry on top. Subscribe to the Greg McEwen podcast today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform.